Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome back to Cash Levy's Jazz Fusion. You know, when you've gone this long without getting a guest, well, to be honest, some people would play the blues, but I play jazz. A lot of people say I put on a pork pie hat, but that's not really the case. It's a whole different type of hat that I put on. It's a cat quick style that I like, and this is some of my favorite forms of music. (laughs) It's more than one form. It's double the form. It's jazz 2.0 with Cash Levy. Anyway, you know, if I can't get a guest, I like to listen to music, so that's what you're going to do with me all day, every day, for the rest of your life. All that's going to sound a little bit similar to each other, but it's also going to be quite different, because there's a lot of different instruments represented. Oh yeah. Smooth, smooth jazz. Smooth jazz. I'm not sure who's playing. They just uh, have guests over. They've said they're not going to speak, but they're just going to play. In this particular instance, I invited over one of the premier... Uh, what instrument is that? <laughs> I believe that's a... Uh, I believe that's a... misshapen trombone. It sounds a lot more like a... Uh, clarinet. Oh yeah, smooth jazz with Cash Levy, jazz 2.0. Oh, that was beautiful. What do you you call that song? Daddy, I don't call it nothing. I just let it speak for itself. Yeah, now that's the good stuff. There's a lot of... the great stuff. Just that sweet, sweet, sweet stuff. Now I have a good one to tell you. I gotta tell you. 
Buddy, I didn't know you were, did you not recognize me? I didn't because you it's got It's my pork got pie hat. hat. Yeah. And we, we bought I got that. a new pork pie hat. Yeah. You know, you go shopping with TJ and I didn't realize it was Miller. TJ Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Just to specify yeah. that. And this show is called uh, Jazz 2.0 Cash Levies because I couldn't get a lot of guests, but it's nice to have you back. You know what we should do? We should do our uh, our, our show. The podcast? Cashing, yeah. The podcast Cashing In with TJ Miller. You want to stick to I'm the jazz? Sure. It's jazzy enough. We, um, I overheard you saying that I was playing smooth jazz. Is that yeah, right? it's pretty smooth. That's not the case. No? Smooth jazz is a completely different... That was real jazz. That's completely different animal. Is that what you're saying? Hey, Siri, you little beauty of a pig. Can you play smooth jazz? One moment. Boy, she, she sure takes her sweet time. Play smooth jazz. This is smooth jazz. Uh, it's awful. Yeah, that's not. You hear this on a... That's like more like a Macy's. Macy's. Yeah. yeah okay. Would you be friends with him? No, okay. So we're going to rename the show. We're talking to Hard Jonathan jazz. Frizen. Hard Jazz. And from his 2.0. album, Keys to Paradise. This is the eponymous song, Keys. To paradise. <laughs> all right. All you ladies working in cubicles in law firms all over the country, get down. Enjoy yourself and learn about your body. Oh, yeah. See where your uh, ankle meets your calf and where your calf meets your knees and your knees meet your thighs. Come on. Jonathan Fritzen. Ooh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Ooh, gay. Oh, shit. Oh, why? <clears throat> what? <laughs> Ow, help. I twisted my ankle. Oh, yeah. Uh. See, smooth jazz, it's a little more... Smooth jazz, where every song sounds exactly the same. Well, and you know, I was joking about it, but... Yeah, see? It's very... Um, yeah. It's it sounds very eighties. I wanted to check out let me see. Let's go to the So uh, what what year do you think this is two thousand three. Everything sounds like Michael McDonald's about to uh see this is sing. not smooth jazz is kind of Yeah. But real jazz, you know, the real jazz is like Charlie Mingus. You know? Yeah. So, and that's that's pretty slow moving. But, anyway. I mean, I don't think it's the worst thing if we play in the background for the Jazz 2.0. I like Jazz 2.0. Yeah. You think oh, so? yeah. That's Daddy's way to say hello. And Grandmama decided to buy you a hat. A pork pie. <laughs> Daddy did not come home for Christmas. He was at the jazz club. Daddy said, whoops, daddy said, whoops, daddy said, oh, no. 
So we're um, we're in San Diego. Really? And um, if we could describe the situation, TJ. Yeah, I don't think we want singing in the background though. That's going to be very distracting. As casual as we are. That's fine. So, as I was almost to San Diego, TJ called. He said, "Hey, do you do you have a place to stay?" And uh, that's <laughs> that's kind of uh, how we do things. It's a bit last minute. We're doing some shows together. That's sort of my thing. Yeah, sort of last minute, which which works for both of us. He said, "Well, why don't you, uh, you know, I've got this suite. Uh, why don't you just check in there? There's two rooms." And we'll just, uh, you know, be, be sort of like a sweet Online, mates. it didn't say how many bathrooms it had. Yeah. So he but looked that up. it's a penthouse suite. Yeah. So he looked that up, and there are two bathrooms. So I got here before he but did. But I thought that was funny. I thought, was it possible that there's a suite that has a living room and a wet a bar, not yeah. even a wet yeah. bar, and two bedrooms but only one bathroom? Right, right. And I think I really rolled the dice, and yeah. I said, I'm, I don't think so, Daddy. So- I walked in first because TJ was going to be there for another hour, and there's a room with with bunk beds, and they're pretty pretty nice. And well, they're uh, full size bunk beds. Full That's size what's bunk important beds. To say. Full size. It's yeah. sort of downstairs is the California king, right? And then on the second bunk, the upper bunk, yeah, it's kind of a queen. And they both have televisions against the wall where you'd put your head, like where like the yeah, the headboard is. Maybe the headboard is a television, or you could sleep the other way, like this. Yeah, or or there's mirrors. There's on mirrors the on the ceiling, so is maybe there a you. On your ceiling yes, there? yes, there is. It's unsettling. Mirror, we we said at least mirror on the ceiling for a romantic evening with your lady. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Yeah, mirror on the ceiling when you're just a when lonely bachelor. Yeah, it's pretty weird. I don't yeah. know if you've ever masturbated, kind of looking up and feeling sad. I mean, I I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna. Divulge that information. I'm not going to say sit here and sad and it didn't consider it. Everybody but I did think. But I did think it would be sad. Everybody considers it, and 100 percent of the people regret it. <laughs> Welcome to the Lonely Bachelor Mirror Mirror Ceiling Hour, playing all smooth jazz all night until you are so sad you cry yourself to sleep. On 102.3, the wrong decision. The, the regret. 102.3, <laughs> the regret. Yeah. So um, so the thing about it is, I come in and I figured that. Uh, I would probably take the bunk bedroom. And in fact, I first put my stuff in there and then I thought, let's let TJ decide because he's kind of a kooky guy. I don't know if you've noticed, but he's he's a different sort of guy. And I said, you know, that's going to be the more I'm unique. I'm a bit of a kook. It's going to be the more unique room. It's not the master bedroom as much, but it's the no. unique room. Well, I think it's a bummer. It has and so sure enough, TJ walked in and said, I'll take that room. It has the bigger bathroom but it's not an ensuite bathroom which means you can't go from your bed into the bathroom without walking out right. the door it also has a sliding barn door it's it also what we found out is that yeah. the uh the shower my shower which has two separate shower heads yeah. has frosted glass which i thought right. okay yeah you know from the outside yeah you can't see it but you can see out it nope it's two-way you can see so all I can hope is that Cash isn't watching me shower with a video camera. <laughs> well, and then but you have a steam shower. Yeah, I have a steam shower. But we should say with a why giant, with a giant duck inside of it. We should say it does have a giant yeah, duck. I'm serious, like a big duck you're supposed to sit on while you look. It's a strange place. We got to. We'll post those. To it's the a Facebook strange place. Page. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So 
you know, I think, um, first of all, I bought a pork pie hat today and, uh, it's a little out of my fashion comfort zone, yeah, but yeah. I need to do something about it. I mean, it's so out of your comfort that zone that I said, well, you said, I don't know if I usually wear this color. I said, well, you mean green? And TJ was wearing glasses, didn't know it was green. So I that's a big part of a purchase to know what color things are. I think that's a big part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so funny. And in any so event, um, in last any, night. In any event, in all of the events. In all of the events. Last the night. reason we have the reason we've got what we've got going on is um, the reason we've got what we've got going on is that um, we got this suite because I'm shooting a stand up comedy special called The Gentle Giant mm-hmm. here in San Diego. Yeah. Um, California. Uh, and <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's a big deal. And so what I like to do is. I'm going to shoot a special. I don't want to go home to a um, hotel room, a small hotel room. It just doesn't feel good. It doesn't necessarily feel right. And so although quite expensive, you know, obviously it's a deductible expense. But, God, the widow. Um, sorry, I just spoke are Japanese your, here for a second. I are apologize. those your incantations? Incantations. I asked I asked TJ if I had woke him up last night. He goes, well, your incantations. Your satanic incantations. Kind of were disturbing. But other than that, they it's just, like, sound it's like. It's mostly. Yeah. I will sacrifice him to you. That's a legend of duck in my shower. That stuff just, it's hard to sleep when that's going yeah, on. Yeah, I can understand. But that. no, I mean, I'll say that uh, uh, it's expensive, but it's sort of worth it, um, you know, to have that environment and to be able to sort of enjoy that. We have yet to open up the windows. I think the windows actually might open in these. Well, maybe not. I'm, I'm waiting till I jump. Jesus. Depending on how tonight's show goes. How it goes. Well, I think we can also talk about that, which is that. Um, it's been a, it's weird. It's been weird. You know, last night, I think what I did is I built up this club so much in my head and that it's all, the shows are always good. And then of course, last night was not a great audience and the show was fine, but it was one of the few shows I've ever done. We're halfway through. I kind of wanted to be like, I'm sorry guys. I kind of did the best I can, but you're not really the audience for the special. So I'll see you later. But you can't do that. So I was actually on stage for a good portion of it, kind of feeling like I had lost them, feeling like I had wasted a lot of money on this thing. Um, but I'm taping every show, and I have five more shows. The thing about shooting a comedy special is you get, I mean, especially when you're producing it yourself, is you yeah. get a lot of um, self sort of criticism while you're on stage. You, you start yeah, to second-guess things it. you're doing. Did I... What if, even though that joke went well, did they play out to the right camera? There's a lot of things that go into it in terms of your emotions, and that doesn't help comedy at all. No, to, to be thinking about stop. anything, but just, just, just let me go ahead and just do what I do, and hopefully they get it on film. That's what we got to do tonight. And I think that is it. And I, you know, for me, a lot of it is sort of, and I don't think the handheld guys are going to be able to shoot you tonight. Um, but you will get good tape of, you know, your shows, but 
you know, a lot of things last night. And we, I had said to the director, he had actually said to me, look, you know, uh, we're really treating this as a run through. So as far as screwing around or doing whatever you want, this is the show to do it. But then the, the audience wasn't great. And I think what happened from the get go is I, I riffed a little bit, but then I kind of went into my ter- my material, I think with a sort of feeling of, um, I went into the, the, uh, the material with this sort of energy of, now I'm doing my special. Right. Now this is material. And I think they can smell that a little bit. And then I also think I mentioned the special a few too many times. And so after a while, they're like, well, what about the show we paid to see? You know? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't pay to see you shoot a special. We paid to see a show that you're shooting, which is going to become a special. So tonight, yeah. I think I've got to take that approach. And I realize it's been 10 months, 10, nine or 10 months since I've shot the other two specials. And that's a long time to not have. And the other thing that I was asking for, and the whole point of this one, was to really close quarters have people shooting. So the club is only seats 200. So when I did the show, dear, when I did the special Dear Jonah, when I did those shows in Nashville, that club seats about 350 people. So it's a much bigger club, I think. And then in Tampa, it's a full theater. It's a full-size theater. Right, right. And so I kind of, you know, wanted to do this differently and have it really be close quarters, um, you know, mostly handheld. And it's, it's just so packed in there. And that's why it's such a great club and why when you have a great audience, I mean, you can do no wrong. It's explosive. It is the definition of of explosive in there because it literally feels like an explosion of laughter. It kind of, it almost takes you back. You'll fall over. You know, if you're drunk, you'll fall against the wall, the explosion. Some shrapnel. people, yeah, some people have actually been blown shrapnel, out the back side. Shrapnel, have you, you know seen what that the, is? Yeah. Laughnel. Laughnel. Yeah. Laughnel. I've, I've, yeah. I've experienced that the hard way. I got some say, people have what? Some people have actually been blown out the back of the building where there's holes where you can see where people's and they're just blown shapes right are right into the laugh factory, yeah. which and, is another yeah. comedy club. On yeah. The other because side of the there's wall. actually six comedy clubs in succession. There with really just is walls in between, but them. it is amazing San Diego. how many comedy clubs there are. In the, I think there's three in the gas lamp district on the same street, basically on the same street, three block radius, three block radius, three clubs. Can't believe it. Love Look, the key to doing stand-up comedy partially. But the say, American comedy company yeah. is the best. Yeah. But people often say, like, do you get nervous before you do shows? I said, well, no, I actually never get nervous unless I have friends or relatives coming. Because the whole premise of doing stand-up is I'll never see these people again. That's how I feel. So I don't really care too much what they think. That's amazing. I don't think I've ever heard you say that. Yeah, that's that's my whole thing. That's why they say, well, you know, I do get a tiny bit nervous if I have to see someone at Thanksgiving and they're going to see one show and that's going to define how they perceive my career. I told a young kid you know? in Royal Oak who opened for us. And he was yeah. such a nice guy. His name is Steve Kaz. And he was really nice. Very dirty was the only. But he had one great joke right. about um, sleeping over at his or his girlfriend was sleeping over at his house. This is a great joke. Yeah. And she would snore. And so to get her to stop snoring, he would have to shake her. He can't like move her a little bit. He would sort of shake her and and then she'd breathe regularly. Right. Right. 
And then one day she woke up from a nightmare and she said, I just don't think I can stay over at your house anymore. And he said, well, why not? And she said, um, because I keep having these terrible nightmares. And he's like, like what? What are they? What are they about? Because it's the same thing over and over again. And he says, "What's what's the nightmare?" Because I just have these awful nightmares that I'm in earthquakes, and I'm gonna die in an earthquake. <laughs> I mean, that is such a funny story. Yeah. Do you understand why? Well, because he was shaking her. Yeah, he was shaking so much. Yeah, because you look so confused. No, no, no. I look. I used to. My one of the first jokes I ever wrote was about sleepovers. In fact, let's just do it this way. Let's start off the show with a triple banger, banger lightning round. round. Banger uh, lightning round. Question one: uh, Sleepovers or stay awakeovers? Because you never get any rest when people sleep true. over. I'm never going to do another sleepover at my house ever. You've had me sleepover. I'm not doing any more sleepover. We're not doing sleepovers at our house anymore. It's too stressful. Oh, with I'm the const- kids, you mean? Yeah, with your kids? It, no, just, it's constantly. What about a buddy? What about a guy like me? No more guests at our house sleeping over. I'll tell you why. And I've told you, we've talked about this a little bit. I don't even sleep in the same bed with my wife that often because I always kind of want to get up and I always want to talk to her in the middle of the night and see what's going on. So really? I often sleep in separate places because we, I, we sleep better. It's very better. Victorian. We sleep you. better. Yeah. It's nothing to do with our you know, any sort of emotional part of it. It's just, or any sort of sex part of it. It's just, I don't know why people have to sleep together. You're not spending quality time together when you're sleeping with somebody. You're both sleeping separately. You're not getting to enter each other's dreams. If you get to enter each other's dreams by sleeping together, awesome, right? But you don't get to do that. In fact, you wonder what they're dreaming about when they're tossing and turning. So one of my first and jokes is she was, tossing and turning? Do you wake up in the middle of the night? Yeah, so look. One of my first jokes, which was very flawed, was you never get any rest at your girlfriend's house during a sleepover, right? She's wrapped around you all night like a sick panda monkey. Your arms crushed underneath her. Hair's in your like face suffocating. Panda monkey. I know, I know. Her hair's in your face suffocating you. You can feel her dog's hot breath on your leg. You can nasty, hear her dad. You can hear her dad snoring in the next room. Her twins are suckling on both breasts. And see, that's where things got you know too gross for the joke to continue. I mean, that's where the like with a with the, the dog, the, <laughs> the dog suckling on the breasts. Oh my god! But, but um, the joke even got grosser than that. It was one of the first jokes I ever wrote, but it's true, and I've never felt any different about it since. You don't get any rest, and now as I grow older. I don't even get any rest if I'm anywhere near anybody because I worry really? that they're like not getting enough to eat or they don't know where to find the bathroom or they don't know where the, if you know, I have to remind them that the faucet's open, broken because everything's broken at our house or I, I just don't sleep when people sleep over at our house. And April is just a maniac trying to clean the house. And, and like she is miserable for days beforehand preparing for the sleepover. And if I spring it on her, that's a big mistake. Yeah, she really doesn't like that when I just spring her. Hey, so and so sleeping over. So I'm not going to ever do another sleepover. You, not even doing if it. I'm trapped down not in doing Manhattan it. Beach, you'll just say trapped. Wow. I'll pay for your hotel room. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'll pay. I'm going to take advantage of that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of hotel? Five star. Can I get into something? I actually, good? this actually happened once. You don't remember? You were in Irvine, and I didn't tell you this whole backstory. But she is such a basket case when we have sleepovers, and I'm I don't sleep well at all because I'm freaked out about yeah. the happiness of my guest. Because uh, I don't seem that polite, but I I do feel worried about people's well being really? when they're in my house. That we actually did put you up at a hotel near our house once. Huh. Yeah, it actually you kind happened. Kind of once. remember that. Yeah, 
Yeah, because I was like, I'm it's getting not gonna pretty work. tired of here. Here's yeah. one: if someone doesn't remember something, okay, yeah. that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't important. To oh, of course, yeah, no, I agree. and I get tired of Kate. <clears throat> Kate remembers everything. Yeah, <clears throat> and I don't remember everything, and I think that's in part because of my brain, my brain injury. I forgot some big things that people remind me of. You're right. And they get insulted. I'm like, actually, that was pretty amazing, that thing that happened. But there's a lot of things that fill and up your brain. And it's nice that you were able yeah. to bring it up. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Well, I wanted to invite you to a sleepover on the bunk beds because in theory, I thought that was really funny. No, I'll, I'll not. But then I thought funny. about it and I yeah. said, Cash had so much trouble sleeping in general. So then what I did is I napped in the upper bunk, but slept yeah. last night yeah. in the lower bunk. Yeah. I prefer the upper bunk. Yeah, it's all the way up there. It's great to be elevated. I don't know what it is about it. See, if that was my house, I'd worry about you falling off the upper bunk all night. But since we're in this sweet thing, it's okay. It's like a neutral area where I'm not responsible for what happens, and could care less about my health and well-being. <laughs> no, it's not a, but you I, know mean, I mean, I'm wearing a pork pie hat. Yeah, what, what could go wrong? Way there? out of my what comfort could go wrong zone. There? Way out of my comfort zone. <laughs> uh, have you? Have you considered shooting another special? I thought it was, you know, I told you I shot the, the special where I produced it. And I ended up selling it to Access TV. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Um, really? Mark, it's a Mark, great special. Mark Cuban bought it and I put a lot into it and I, sli- I really spent months obsessing over it and the whole thing. And I really liked the way it came out. And then with my dry bar special, they called the night before and said, hey, right. can you just come tomorrow? We have a fallout. It was the first season of the dry bar and I didn't obsess about it. I just wrote the set list on the airplane that night and literally left like three hours after didn't worry about the outfit. Didn't worry about all that. And I think in terms of the two specials, there's not a big, there's not a huge difference in terms of how I feel about them. So as much as I'm like, it is really painstaking. I mean, I've, so in some ways, the, the, all the strain that goes into it, the stress, the, the kiss of death in comedy is caring too much. It's an interesting thing. Well, you want to care. You always no, want to, I, of course I you care. I think that's right. And I said, I don't give a fuck. And this very Trying funny to be comedian is, the, is a killer. This very funny comedian, Daniel Simonson said, well, so you don't really give a fuck. And I go, I don't. And he goes, but do you give a fuck if they laugh? And I said, well, yeah, of course I want them Absolutely. to laugh. And he goes, well, you give a fuck. And I said, no, no, no. As a nihilist, you kind of, I don't care if they laugh or not. I don't give a fuck if they laugh or not, but it's important to me if they laugh. Yeah. And CJ Sullivan, a guy that I, I work with, he's such a funny comedian. He goes, he goes, he goes, well, we don't give a fuck if they laugh. That doesn't mean we like the feeling. We, you yeah. know, he's like 50 Cent is yeah. used to getting shot. Right. That doesn't mean he, that doesn't <laughs> mean he enjoys yeah. getting yeah. shot. Yeah. But that's so, why, but that's I think partially true. Because last night, it really, t- the second half of the show, was just not great, and I kind of couldn't keep it. I think I was distracted. I think I wasn't in the moment, really. I think I was thinking about five other things. Yeah, thinking like about the how bunk beds. Edit it, but and like the bunk beds. Yeah, I did that. The bunk beds. I did that in Nashville on the first show, um, and that was only actually that might have been a Thursday show, but it might have also just been a Friday show. I don't quite remember, but I think that it, I really had to say like, okay, don't think about the cameras and don't think about anything except for the show. And so tonight, instead of, cause this is what I've been doing. 
instead of listening to recordings of myself and looking over notes and I will, I'll look over the notes, but instead of sort of listening to what went wrong or something last night, I think it's so much more about getting in the right mindset and then kind of going for it and understanding that we are trying to do something really difficult, which is shoot a comedy special in a 200 seat basement club, Mm -hmm. a totally packed basement club. And if we're going to do that, then um, it, it, it was difficult last night and we're just going to try and do the best we can. And I can't think about the money that I'm producing it with, but it's so funny. I had this last night, one of the camera operators who's sort of new to this team, uh, he said, well, what am I supposed to do when I get in front of somebody? Cause he was sort of being polite. He didn't want to. And we said, look, man, you get, they know it's being filmed. So if they end up getting pissed or something, let them talk to management. And then I said, and I, who knows if he's able to do this. He's, you know, but he's a little, oh, no, 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 no. Um, but he, he, you know, I said, I, and I just made this up on the spot. I do that a lot when I'm like producing or anything like that. I just kind of tell people an old producer's maxim. I said, right. it's an old trick. It's an old right. show business trick. Right. I'm completely making and it. And it's not. Yeah. It's com- I, have, I am completely improvising on the spot. Yeah. So I said, I go, look, this is an old trick that they've done forever in show business. Meanwhile, I kind of don't know what I'm going to say. And I go, what you do is if you're in front of somebody, and you think, oh, I might, and you've been in front of them for 20, 30 seconds. Then you turn the camera around on them and shoot them for a little yeah. bit. And then they're all of a sudden like, oh, my God, I'm going to be in the special. So they are no longer upset. And then for the rest of the show, they're worried about what he's going to come back to me. Yeah. And so although it distracts the audience a little bit, it just that wipes out their them being upset. That somebody's blocking their view. It's an old show business. It's an old show trick. business trick, but yeah. it, it really is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it should be. And it it should sounds be. like an old. Yeah. It sounds like an old. It show should business be an trick. old show business trick. And so you know, I I told him that, and I think I noticed that he wasn't able to kind of be in the moment or any of that kind of stuff. And so this time, I'm going to sort of I think talk to the cameras a little bit more, but. That's a tricky because if you're it talking brings you out of the camera, moment, it brings yeah. out of the moment, and then the audience is kind of like, where do we fit in on this right. thing? All that stuff. And so I think it really is about going in there and just like machine gunning them. Just doing your thing. Yeah. And also improvising and being willing to say, look, I'm at 45 minutes and I haven't done these jokes or, you know, I've been riffing for so long. I'm going to skip the heroin story. And that yeah. stuff, and get that in the next show, which is pretty dark because you actually have people in the crowd doing heroin, and then um, don't ruin the special. Oh, man. sorry, I'm sorry, buddy. How it's just a, it's pretty special? intense. It's pretty it's intense. intense. It's Daddy came home for Christmas, <laughs> but uh, you know, and so I think I don't know. I mean, I think it's a lot of it is the mentality, and I don't get this way about money. Like I got this suite because. Instead of saving money, I need to make a great stand-up special and make great content for the internet. Um, but money-wise, so do you think you needed to fill up those canisters uh, with the money and heroin? Just, no, that was different. But the I don't want to ruin the special. But he's actually dropping a hundred-dollar bills from the ceiling the entire show, like confetti almost. And do you think you need to go that far? I, with I it? didn't. I I didn't realize that. A hundred dollar bills is so valuable. It adds up. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't realize that that. Did you know that that bill is the most valuable bill? 
I know because it's yeah. just the same amount of paper. Yeah, it is. But then somebody told like, me. I think some crowd members found that distracting somebody, in a good way. Yeah. But still, they seemed happy. Somebody said, yeah. somebody really actually said to me, they did. They said, they said that a $100 bill, you can go and exchange that somewhere for, I'm not kidding, more than 20, more than 50 for $100 bills. I mean, <laughs> it's that's 100 times more paper. <laughs> And yet those are worth it. it yeah. To be honest with you, didn't make much sense. Well, you know what? Threw me off kilter more than a little bit. But I um, I think that, I think setting all of that money on fire as the closer, mm-hmm. that might have been a waste of expense, but it just smells so good. It does. I mean, it smells so good. Yeah. That should be have a you ever burnt, have you ever lit a, a have you ever lit a cigar with a, a $100 bill? I, no, I have not. Really? <laughs> no. And why Everybody's got to do it once. Are you serious? Why are you so, Everybody's got to do it surprised. once. No, I don't think anyone has to do that once. Someone could use that money. That seems very wasteful. I'm not going to stand behind you on this. Really? No, you don't like I it at all. No, someone could really use that. But it's your $100. I know, but you, I mean, there's better, perp, there's better uses of it. Let's say you go to a bar. Yeah. In New York City. And you drink seven or eight drinks. Yeah. <clears throat> That's $100. Actually, probably yeah. more than that. Yeah. Okay? What if instead of drinking that alcohol, you lit a cigar with a $100 bill and took a picture of it? Look, that's the type of argument and you're people... never you're never going to know what that feels like. What the... the lighting a cigar lighting with a $100 cigar with bill. No, I'm not going to know how that feels. Um, I'm not sure I've ever done it now that we're talking about it. <laughs> I was kind of racking my brain. I was like, when did I do it? I don't think I've ever done it. But I'm behind it. I would be open to it as an yeah. experience. 